Hi, I'm Jeremiah Miller, uh, sports producer at KDK TV, and this is Dingo Talk. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk. My guest this week is Jeremiah Miller, sports producer at KDKA, also affiliated with the Wild Things and executive, executive producer at Waynesburg Sports Network. Jeremiah, thank you for sitting down with us, especially this weekend, given the fact that it's probably been very busy for you in the last 24 hours. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me, Carlo. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been, been very busy, but uh, glad we were able to set some time aside and uh, you for having me on. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. 2019, you end up in Waynesburg. How do you end up at Waynesburg? Why Waynesburg? And and we'll roll from there. Uh, yeah, so it was before 2019, actually, that I had a pretty good idea I was going to go to Waynesburg. Um, I looked at a couple other schools. Uh, they actually, the only two I applied to was Waynesburg and Robert Morse, um, two local schools to me, Waynesburg being the closer of the two. Um, and that played a factor into it. But basically what it had at Waynesburg was, um, and I think a lot of people will tell you that they go to Waynesburg is the opportunity you get early on as a freshman, which I was granted um, to be a part of the radio station, the TV station, um, and, and the sports network. And, and that was a huge thing. And I, I was privileged to know a couple guys before I got there. Jack Hillgrove, who was a guest a few weeks ago, um, Ed Diorio and Dylan Cleland, to name a few. I knew those guys before I got there. Um, and, and some guys that have made it big now, like Donnie Football for 93.7 The Fan, uh, getting to know them um, and them telling me. And I, I just knew Waynesburg is a great fit. It also didn't hurt that I had made a good uh, uh, relationship with uh, Lanny for Terry. Uh, and I know how big his name has carried, uh, how uh, much weight his name carries, especially uh, now that I've been around Lanny and how many um, opportunities he's granted me and helped me with uh, to get me where I am now. So from the beginning, though, you were abroad, you wanted to be in broadcast. And it was, was it sports or was it, did you want to be, did you ever want to be like a news guy or has it always been sports has been your thing? So it's always been sports. Uh, how it's kind of funny how I, I kind of figured out, I guess, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Uh, always playing like Madden and MLB the show as a kid, and I would just broadcast the games. Like it would just come to me, like nonchalant. And my mom, um, which she actually worked at Waynesburg at the time, um, she said, Hey, this uh, Lanny for Terry guy used to be the voice of the Pirates for like 30 some years, has this sports announcing camp. Do you think you want to go? And this was when I got into high school and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Not far from home. Let, let's do it. And uh, that's when I knew I fell in love with uh, broadcasting. Um, but I always wanted to work in sports somehow. Once the reality of knowing I wasn't going to be professional athletes set in, like I, I knew I still wanted to be in sports, just finding that niche of where. Um, and then it, it led into a love of broadcasting. So I'm very fortunate that um I've been able to follow down the path of broadcasting while still being able to keep my dream of working in sports. So you're, you're going into, you're going into your senior year at Waynesburg. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that, that heard the beginning, yeah, we're, we're sports producer at KDKA. We're, we're, we're working almost every day with the wild things. We're making sure that the broadcast when it's Waynesburg's time, Waynesburg gets their broadcast and you're still going to school. 
So how do you yeah. develop into the with the wild things? Because that's first and foremost, correct? Yeah. So, um, so funny story. I actually was trying to intern with the wild things last summer. Um, that didn't work out. Uh, I, I hadn't heard back, and I applied with the president's athletic conference. You you know that being a Bethany guy, um, conference like Waynesburg, Bethany, Washington, Jefferson. Um, I applied there, heard back from them literally the day after. I accepted with the President's Athletic Conference internship. The Wild Things called me. Um, and actually, my boss now, who's a good friend of mine, another Waynesburg guy, Kyle Dawson, um, called me and I said, Kai, I just accepted one with the President's Athletic Conference. I'm sorry. And uh, so I don't regret anything. And it worked out this summer. Um, I actually, oh, man, I did not think I would have any job in the business this summer as much as I tried. And it just so happened Kyle was. Um, gracious enough to come down to campus and um he was telling us about internships and he kind of told me he was like hey um you know our director from last season um he he took a higher uh up job in the organization so we kind of need a director of tv ops uh for the team he's like i think you should apply and i was like all right so i applied and uh and here i am he called me a couple weeks later and uh he, he basically, I, I, I had a pretty, pretty good feeling because one, when Kyle called me and uh, two, Kyle asked me what my summer plans were and how my uh, schedule looked. And uh, I said, the clean slate. <laughs> so, so that's how I got started off there. Uh, KDKA, KDKA kind of came out of nowhere. I was kind of just settled with being working the wild things this summer. I thought that was a good foot in the door working, mm -hmm. uh, you know, indie ball um and being the director in that uh, way you know getting a good demo reel to show other organizations when I go out and here, I'm just uh in Waynesburg one day actually because I'm a local and I was actually going to get a haircut and before I head into the barbershop uh, another Waynesburg guy and I'll get into that here in a minute about this this whole Waynesburg like family tree and like connection thing um, Drew Brown, who I actually, we never went to school together at Waynesburg, but Drew was a counselor at one of the sports announcing camps I went to when I was um, in my teenage years at Waynesburg University. We've kept a good uh, relationship. He called me up and said, hey, my old boss at AT&T Sports is now at KDKA. He's looking to hire a sports producer. Uh, if you're interested, let me know. And I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, if you, if I send you my resume, I was like, you know, you think you forward it through. So he did guy got back to me, uh, that night, set up an interview for Thursday. So this was a Monday. So I had interviewed Thursday for KDKA guy told me he really liked me and everything. And, uh, he said he'd be here. I'd be hearing back from him. Um, and then that following Friday, he called me. 9.30 in the morning, offered me the job at KDKA, I accepted, and I started that following Friday, and I've been at KDKA. Uh, it'll be a month, maybe, when this podcast airs soon. It's been at least three and a half weeks. It'll be a, almost a month, so I've been there. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy so far because, I mean, I, I went from being just settled with the wild, wild things. And, not settling. I mean, I enjoyed it there, but I was comfortable just mm -hmm. being with the wild things. and. Then this opportunity, KDKA came up, and I was like, I got, I got to at least shoot my shot. And uh, it worked out. I love it there so far, getting to work with 
the likes of Bob Pompiani, who's celebrating his 40th year at KDK, which is incredible considering how many people um, flop stations anymore. Yeah. Uh, the likes of Rich Walsh as well, Josh Taylor. And that, I, that's just a couple of the people I get the pleasure of working with at KDK. So it's been awesome. Uh, it's going to be hectic the first couple weeks of school when we get back. Uh, managing the sports network at Waynesburg while still finishing out my duties with the wild things this season. And the team right now is in first in the West division frontier league. So they're going to hopefully cross your fingers unless they have a late season collapse, make a big run. So they'll go way into September uh, while still working at KDKA and then uh, making sure Waynesburg sports network stays afloat too, I guess. So. Well, so let me ask you, as a Western Pennsylvania kid, what's it like getting you, – you pointed out some of those guys that you get to work with, one of which 40 years on TV, so basically both of our lives, that's the sports guy for KDKA. What's it like now – now, do you do you feel starstruck a little bit because of who Pomp is, or is, Pomp, is Pomping as easy as he makes it look? Yeah, he's as easy as he makes it look. Pomp's just another guy. Um, uh I mean, I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't a little starstruck when I first met Pomp. Now, I met Pomp a few years ago. He came and talked in one of Lanny's classes, but not actually work with him. Uh, it's Honestly, it's just truly an honor to work with uh, Bob Pompiani. I mean, he's such an easygoing guy, too. I mean, he uh, – and he's so helpful, too. I mean, and, you know, that's more all that you can ask for for a guy that's been as, you know, ultra successful as he's been. And uh, as many years as he's put in and he, you know, he kind of started in the same boat I did um, as a producer and sports director. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got his way onto TV and uh, you know, it's, he's been, um, I, I don't think I'm going on a limit saying he is truly an icon in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think it's Mount Rushmore. It's him, Stan Myron's up there, Mike Lang, like there's, and it's different, different for each oh, thing. Yeah. I told Lanny on his show that he was on there and I, he told me, I gotta, I gotta be careful throwing those words around, but that's how I feel <laughs> about Lanny. I mean, for the beginning of my life, that was, ba- that was Pirates baseball. Now it's been Greg Brown for the other half. Um, but so you, you started to allude to this Waynesburg family. We'll come back to KDK cause I got a couple more questions, but yeah. you, you started to allude to this, what seems to be a Waynesburg family in Western Pennsylvania media. Yeah, I mean, we've really uh, we caught the Waynesburg pipeline um, just to just the Pittsburgh market, and I mean, even uh, you know surrounding areas like the Ohio Valley, like mm-hmm. when, like Jack and all them at TOV, and how happy I am for them. And, and those are just the three, you know, Dylan, Ed, Jack. They're just the three in front of the camera. There's been several behind the scenes guys. I mean, my buddy who just graduated, Tanner Soprowski, is a director there. Uh, Paul Zalikar was a videographer there. He's now at WPXI. Uh, but that family connection, and they teach us that at Waynesburg, you know, the first real um, the first real group of connections you'll make is your friends you make at Waynesburg, your classmates, mm-hmm. and when they get jobs out in the field. And that goes on. So, like, for example, like we we'll mentioned Donnie Football, since he's the biggest star right now, young rising star in Pittsburgh, and, the fan uh you know like I didn't go to school with Donnie I knew Donnie while he was in school but you know I I went to school with some of the guys that Donnie was there with and mm-hmm. there through them I've connected with Donnie and it just became 
you know, and, and I'm not the only story like Drew, who we never went to school with helping another Waynesburg guy out, um, you know, and, I, you know, I hope to be in the position one day here in a few years where I can be like Drew was for me and give a Waynesburg kid uh, a chance like Drew gave me. I'll always be grateful for what Drew did for me. I mean, especially um, to the uh, standard that KDKA is. I mean, just to be having my foot in the door at such a prestigious station mm-hmm. in a big market um, while I'm still in school is just truly, uh, I'm truly blessed and it's truly an honor. Now, real quick, we're going to stay with Waynesburg, uh, and then we'll, I, I alluded to why you had a very busy weekend. We will get to that. Um, yeah. What is it about Waynesburg's comm department that separates it from other comm departments, both in the PAC and in um, the south, southwestern Pennsylvania region? Um, I think it's just, I mean, we, we tell each other all the time and tell prospective students, uh, we truly are a family. And I think you'll hear any, um, anybody that's went to Waynesburg the last, man, 20 years since, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even more since in 1996 when communications became its own department. It wasn't just a sub-branch of the English department. Um, they've really made it a family atmosphere. Um, and I mean, even family, even like going on, I know I keep bringing it up, but like the Donnie and Drew and them and then Kai, who's my boss, you know, even though we didn't go to school together, we're still like, uh, you know, we're still Waynesburg calm brethren, I guess, if you want to put a tag on it like that. But um, I think that helps. We have world-class professionals that teaching us um, like Lanny, uh, you know, his name carries weight as well. Uh, Melinda Roder, who, you know, has worked um, as a reporter in big time cities such as Atlanta, Baltimore. Now she works at KDK radio mm-hmm. um, and she's still in the field right now and teaching us as well so that helps so she knows current trends in the in the field and everything so that certainly helps and that's just to name a few um you know we have great professors and i truly believe the family atmosphere that we have in waynesburg is what makes us as successful as we are uh favorite sporting event so far that you've got that you were the the in charge of or that you guys covered Oh man, uh, that we that I covered, um, boy, that's a hard question off the top of my head. I'll go this year. Just this is the first one that comes in my head. This year, uh, we got the privilege. So the PAC wrestling championships, uh, which there's only three schools that sponsor wrestling in the PAC: Washington and Jefferson, Teal and Waynesburg. Um, soon to be four St. Vincent starting their wrestling program back up, but three right now. So it goes, it divides between the three schools every, uh, every year. So like last or 2020 was at W and J 2021 was like a W and J again because of COVID, mm-hmm. but then it's back on the site. What's not Waynesburg. So we, uh, the PAC, uh, I kind of messaged uh, my bosses at the PAC. So commissioner Joe on and Kevin Fenstermacher, I, I messaged him and said, hey, we'd love to be able to help out stream it, you know, instead of just making it a single cam, we'll make this a full on production. Um, did that. N- me and none of my guys had any experience in wrestling. Now, I've I've called wrestling, but as far as a production aspect, never done wrestling. But if you really think about it, I, I mean, I, I really stress myself 
out about it, but if you really think about it, there's two guys going at each other. It's really not that hard to film, but just the, just the preparation for it and the magnitude of it. But um, we did that. The guys and girls were all committed to working it. Early crew call on a Saturday, an 8 a.m. crew call. Uh, things got going at 11 a.m. And uh, I forget when we were done now. I want to say maybe 3, 3 p.m. And um, that was just a it was just a real great day. Mm -hmm. It was a real privilege to do that. And the why it's probably my favorite. Uh, we submitted it into the uh, sports production telly award uh, for the Waynesburg Sports Network. So that made me happy that I was able because Jack uh, was the executive producer the year before when we won the first one. So to be able to continue. Uh, how great that he ran the sports network and able to win yet again, another telly. Um, it was pretty special. So, um, and it's not just me. I helped put everything together, just kind of leading the way, putting people in places, but uh, without who, without, uh, without my uh, friends. And I mean, I'll call them family members that were able to help out. Um, as you see my cat peek in the background there, uh, with them being able to help out, I wouldn't have been able, my name will be on the award, but it's just as much theirs as it is mine, because without them, we wouldn't have been able to, uh, accomplish that with all that hard work. Not to mention we had a double header basketball men's women, double header later that night. So we put in a full day, um, but yeah, the, winning the award, probably the first one that comes to my mind, because just to how proud I was of uh, everyone that had a piece in it. Now, let's get into uh, this past weekend. Obviously, there was a, yeah. uh, there was a little, little excitement. A couple, couple celebrity folk were around the Washington area yeah. Uh, yeah. just 24 hours ago while we're recording this. Um, so what was that experience like at the Cam Hayward celebrity softball uh, game? Yeah. So that was something. Um, no, I truthfully, I was actually just reflecting with my parents about it before I, I got on here. Uh, it was just really cool to see those guys and just talk to them as normal human beings. And I think that's one thing people forget about when it comes to these athletes and celebrities is, you know, the, like, I mean, I hate to use the term, but fanboy over them and everything. I mean, at the end of the day, they're just humans and just to be able to talk with them and have a simple conversation. Uh, so like, for example, Alex Highsmith, I ushered him into the stadium and Alex just recently had got married and I just asked him about his wedding and his honeymoon and everything. And we just had a normal conversation. And that was really cool. Um, I will have to say uh, Miles Sanders was there. I did fanboy for him because I've followed Miles Sanders since he was uh, a high school athlete at Woodland Hills. And then I'm a huge Penn state fan. And then um, it, it was a cool interaction with him. I, I got to talk with him for about five minutes, take a picture with him, but yeah, it was super cool. It was an awesome event. It was standing room only couldn't ask for a better, uh, a better Saturday and all for a great cause to the Hayward house. And, Cam Hayward's just an awesome guy and uh, for him to be able to do that and uh, raise all that money. And, and speaking for the wild things here, it's just an honor to be able to host that and help out as much as we can with that. Cause it was truly a special night, a special event and uh, just really cool to see uh, just a different mix of celebrities like Jalen Rose, uh, Braun Strowman, who's just a monster of a human being. That was something. Um, 
I, I no lie, he hit a home run out of the park in warm ups and batting practice. Like they have like a little cone fence, you know, for a celebrity mm-hmm. game. And I mean, he hit one between the flagpoles. It, it was it was hilarious. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it was it was an awesome event. And uh, every my parents were there, and I taught. I had a couple friends from high school that were there, and they all just were nothing but good words for it. And I, from working it, I, I have to say the same thing. That was uh, one of the cooler events I, I've definitely worked in my young career in uh, sports media. It looked like everybody had a blast. I mean, it was, I saw the, there was a video that's been going around with Cam and Najee right at the beginning. There's uh, the Kenny, the home run from Kenny Pickett in batting practice. Yeah. Um, you're telling me Braun Strowman put one into the stratosphere. So oh my gosh, it, that ball still probably hasn't landed yet. Like, I mean, it was just an absolute moonshot. So we've, we've talked about career wise where you are right now. So I, I gather you're a sports guy from everything we've talked about. So let's talk about some things that are going on in Western Pennsylvania as, as put Pittsburgh fans. Let's talk about them. Uh, the Penguins. There were some trades that were made yesterday. Uh, I'm going to ask you because you you're around some other people that get the opportunity to talk about it. We have nine defensemen. We traded away two defensemen. We got two defensemen and a forward. I thought the goal was not to go into camp with nine defensemen on the roster. Yeah, I um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is this: they can't trade away Pedersen because just like us, no one else wants him, and I don't blame them. But um, yeah, I I was kind of um, I was surprised that we traded Marino. Obviously, not that I disagree with it, but just someone to pick up his contract. Um, cause that just showed Jim Rutherford overpaid him too young. Like he still had a little more to show. Um, the Matheson one surprised me as well. I will say a little, um, especially that we got Petrie in return for Matheson. That one really surprised me. Um, and now the, the biggest thing like we've need, which I'll be honest, I have, I've been the biggest component of not re-signing Malkin. Um, just for the age factor. He'll be a legend in Pittsburgh. It's not that I have any bad feelings towards him. I just think it's time to move on and get a little younger. And, and Petrie, I believe I saw 36, Sid's 33, Malkin's 34, Latang's 34. Like, we're not getting any younger. Yes, we re-signed Brian Rust, which I was all for. Yes, we got Ricard Raquel back, even though I just realized he's 30 years old. I did not realize that Raquel was that old, but still younger. And that seems to be the problem is that they're, we, on the one side here from, you know, you got double M and you got the guys in the fan and you got the guys that, that this is the Josh Yoey and those guys that this is what they do. And they're all talking about how, well, it's not that the windows closed, but the penguins have to start getting younger because the team, the other teams that are competing are getting younger and, and better. Well, look at Colorado. I mean, Colorado's a, uh, McKinnon's been in the league forever, but he's not old by any means. No. But I mean, you just look at teams like that, and even look at the 2016 17 Penguins. They weren't old by any means, they had no. years on them. But, you know, we did it. You know, I mean, this whole team's basically Matt Cullen pretty much has how old they are. I mean, yeah. 
it's gonna yeah we might come out of the gate and win a couple games but man i just can't see him making a playoff run after 82 game regular season as old as they are it's gonna be i i just don't see where where normal seasons with the penguins you normally get that out of the gates really good the law right before christmas we come out of christmas and they go on the run and everybody's pumped for the playoffs and the last couple of years, we have not had a great experience with the playoffs. I don't see that this year. I don't see how that team's going to make it through 82 games healthy unless we're not seeing something in the minors that maybe they are. Maybe there's a couple guys that we're not thinking about. I'm just saying because we chopped up some uh, um, sound bites of it. Now um, our coach of player development is pretty high on P.O. Joseph, which I am as well. He just got a new contract. But – I mean, he it, it can't be just all P.O. Joseph as yeah. a defenseman. They got to make it up somewhere else. Um, uh, we just drafted Pickering, but he's not going to be up for a year or two, you know, and he's only, he's a defenseman. He can only do so much. So, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Malkin resigning. I mean, I'm happy to see Gino retire a penguin, yes. But like, I mean, I, I mean, what do you want? I forget who said this now, but it honestly might've been Mark Madden. What do you want more to see Gino and Latang retire a penguin? Or would you rather see a young team built around Sidney Crosby, who in my opinion is still the best player on the face of the earth. I know I'm biased, but still we all are here. Win another cup. And I mean, I, I, I would hope the obvious answer would be win another cup, but I, I think Pittsburgh wants just – I think Pittsburgh, being selfish, just wants to hold on to Malkin and Latang, kind of like we did Ben Roethlisberger, some might argue, and kind of wean their career out. And and it's – they're just they're, – they're half the player they once were, especially if you get into Ben Roethlisberger. We'll keep it yeah. Penguins for a minute, but they're half the guys they were. You know, you hate to see him go out on, you know, a, like a bad term. Not that a bad term. I don't know if that's the correct terminology. But, but then you don't want to see the decline and have the them decline. be. And then, yeah, and then you got to go through a five-year period where, you know, the the thoughts on Evgeny Malkin, who, who almost carried the Penguins through that 2009 Cup, you know, those thoughts are well behind. And you just see him, you know, his career just crumble in front of you. So, and yeah, and then the what did Malkin get for, or who got Latang got six years and Latang's gonna be 41 by the time that contract runs up. Like, and for a defenseman who he's already missed a whole playoffs, um, you know, and that was yeah, 2017, the year we won against Nashville. Um, yeah, um, but I, I was, I will say, if we were to sign one, it would have been I'd have chosen Latang. So, like, Latang over like, Malkin, I think Latang last year. Exactly. Just because of the positional value, Latang, I think, is a more important piece heading forward than Malkin. Um, but, um, and I, like I said, when we signed Latang, I was fine. But then when we signed Malkin the other night. Half of me is like, all right, I'm happy. Again, he's going to be a pen for life. The other half of me, like, I, I don't see this team winning a cup in the next three years. At this point, they might as well take Jarmer Yager up on his tweet offer to all general managers that he'll play all home games for you at 50 years old because. He can still score goals. I'm just saying. I, I mean, he honestly, I mean, honestly, like that'd be something. I mean, I would not be a fan, but like I would definitely go see Crosby, Yager, Malkin on the same team. That that would be something. But so you brought up you brought up another the other one I wanted to talk about because I think we everybody yeah. in Pittsburgh right now, we beat the heck out of the Pirates. I'm just gonna leave them where they are 
I'm excited to see that the young guys are getting their chance. I don't like Swinski. They're they're a couple years away. But, yeah, we're probably two, three years away there. But we're heading into camp. We're heading into camp, and you brought up a guy no longer going to be there. First time in my lifetime that that guy is not going to be the guy going into or under center. Um, What are your opinions? Is it Mitch Trubisky? Is it his job to lose? Yeah, I would think so. I, I think that I don't think they signed Trubisky and feel that they draft a quarterback in the first round without, you know, I think they, well, let's put it this way. I don't think they signed Trubisky without him at least starting the season out. Um, I think, I think it's his job and a lot of people in the, I mean, a lot of, I think the thing with Pickett is because he's a pit guy, not that, and I mean, I, I wish him all the success. I'm a Penn State fan, so like, I don't have this, like, yeah, uh, you know, I I'm not, yeah, I'm not like hypnotized by Pickett by any means, and he had a great year last year, um, and I was very happy when we drafted him because I think competition, I've always said, brings out the best in you. Um, so, but I think Trubisky will start it out. And people forget Ben Roethlisberger didn't start as a rookie. It's just Tommy Maddox went down week two at Baltimore and big Ben came in won 15 straight games. And the rest was that 18 years later, here we are in kind of the same situation. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Trubisky has to have an awful camp and preseason um, to lose this job personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually was a fan and I was all for uh, the Trubisky train as Joe Starkey said, um, I was all for that. I, I think he got a bad rap in Chicago. Um, I, I, I think people finally realized that Matt Nagy wasn't all that he was, you know, claimed to be this offensive mastermind. I think they, they were saying he was supposed to be Sean McVay 2.0. And I, that just, I don't think that was Trubisky's doing. I just don't think Matt Nagy was that great a football coach. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I think Pickett will be the number two guy because I'll say I don't think Mason Rudolph's on the active roster for Week One. I think I don't think they draft Oladokun with that mindset, and that it, kind of the same for Trubisky. Oladokun I think has to have a bad camp and uh, uh, for Mason to replace him. Yeah, or Mason just plays lights out in the preseason, but when. Um, I know that we, we all saw Mason the year that, that, you know, Ben goes down and, and the Cleveland game happens and, and Mason had not, did not give a great thing on tape. He did not put great on tape. I don't, I didn't like the pick when we picked him and Ben Roethlisberger comes out the next day and goes, it's not my job to give the guy advice. That was bound to be bad. It wasn't going to be Josh Dobbs-esque who was good with talking to Ben and being Ben's voice and eyes that could get to his head. I think Mason provided a little bit of, and I don't know how to say that. He seemed very arrogant when talking to Ben Roethlisberger or about Ben Roethlisberger. Um, And now he's kind of the outside looking in guy. And I don't see that dynamic with Trubisky and Pickett. They seem to have formed this little, like big brother, little brother thing. We're going to work out together. You challenge me, I challenge you. Um, do you see them trading Mason? Do you see, and who wants him? That's the thing. It's just who wants him, but to go on, you talk about Trubisky and Pickett. I saw that a little yesterday too, with the celebrity softball, with them two being together, talking and everything, you know, they weren't on opposite sides of the dugout. You know, they were right there by each other for the majority of the night. Um, 
so yeah, I, I see that. I don't see the disparity like there was between Rudolph and Ben. Um, it's funny you said you didn't like the pick of Rudolph at the time. I actually was happy when we drafted Rudolph. I saw Rudolph uh, play down at WVU um, when he was with Oklahoma State, and him and James Washington just tear up WVU. Now Big 12 defense is non-existent, but still, yeah. um, I you know I like what I saw, and to get him in the third round, I was pretty pleased. But he just hasn't, like you said, looked good or shown any promise at all. Um, and this, the when I thought he finally did was the first drive against Detroit at home this year. And then that just uh, that was short lived. But yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I'd take a seventh round pick for him. But my goodness, I don't know who would offer a seventh. I think round I'd take a compensatory pick if they would give it. Well, I was going to be a little nicer. But yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, well, come I just, on, Mason's been beat up so much. There's no need to be nice now. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I just I don't know who would. I, I don't know. I'm not. I heard NFL. Cleveland's looking for a quarterback. Oh man, could you imagine him and Miles Garrett in the same locker room? Though I no. do. <laughs> I think Mason would change in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um. Well, Jeremiah, thank you very much for taking the time. We've got to that point. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with everything. I hope that the, the wild things continue on and, and, and have a, a strong playoff push. Uh, best of luck at KDKA and good luck with this first couple of weeks in senior year, uh, getting everything balancing and whatnot. Um, and thank you for taking time to chalk out some time for us here on Dingo Talk. For those of you at home, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Wisdom, iHeartRadio, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. That's where you can find us. Everything is Dingo Talk, uh, except for the Instagram is Dingo underscore talk. Uh, we're here every Thursday. This is Jeremiah Miller, sports producer at KDKA. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This has been Dingo Talk, and we will catch you next week, Chuckleheads. <laughs>